Hello and welcome to Recruitment in the Modern World. I'm Shara Beckley. In this episode, we examine networking, what it is, why do it, and how does it work. To discuss this, I am pleased to have with me Anthony Haynes, Communications Director of FJ Wilson Talent Services. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you, Shara. Let's dive right in. So we're sort of looking at the ways in which networking works, the world of networking. Firstly, what is it? Well, I think the best way I can answer that question is start by saying, well, I think it isn't. Because the word networking turns a lot of people off and it has has negative connotations. And I think that's because it's very much associated with the idea of selling, selling yourself Mm. to people, selling a service or something. And it's also associated with the idea of working the room. And that has connotations of manipulating people and dealing with people insincerely, I think. I don't, I like networking and I found it extremely rewarding activity. Mm-hmm. But I don't think of it in that way. And if I did think of it in that way, I, I wouldn't feel drawn towards it. Um, the way I think of it instead is very simply, I see networking as an opportunity to meet people and it's an opportunity to learn about them or to learn from them. That is so true um, and, and definitely resonates with me because when I think of networking, to your point about negative connotations, I think of it as, as smoozing and, you know, yeah. something that's sort yep. of forced. Um, yes. And I run away from that. But if you ask me, do I love meeting people or do I love the opportunity to meet new people, learn from them? I would say absolutely sign me up. And and it certainly worked for me in the past as well. And so with that, that's the what it is. Mm. Why Mm. do we do it? I think to put it simply, I think what happens with networking is people can discover ways of helping other people. One person can do something, another person actually wants someone to do that for them. They simply find ways of helping each other. Absolutely. And actually, it brings me back or makes me think of you and I, for example, having met, what, four years ago now? Wow. It it wasn't an attention in terms of sort Mm. of looking to connect with you, to be working with you, Anthony, for four years. But it was to learn from you and... and, um, in a course that I was doing, and now look at look at where we are. Yes, it's interesting. I, 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 my the reason I was there at that event was my job was to deliver a training session, and you were one of the participants. And I didn't go there in order to network. I, I, yeah. I went there in order to fulfil a contract. But uh, yeah, we 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 got talking, and then when we got talking, we discovered we had some common interests, but I think more importantly, we discovered we had some complementary skills, and then we Mm. thought, well, actually, maybe there's a way of working together productively. It's interesting, there is some sociological theory behind this, which I find fascinating. It's associated with a researcher called Granovetter, I think it's Mark Granovetter, and he calls it the theory of weak ties. And the way the theory goes is like this, imagine you've got a network of people who are your close network. So they're people who know you well and you you know them well and uh, one would hope they're well disposed towards you. And then there's a much kind of wider, more diffuse, looser network of people who you don't know very well. And it might be someone who you met them at a conference and you had a good talk, you know, 
over coffee or or, or, or whatever. Mm. Now, the question is, which of these two networks, a close one or a distant one, is more likely to generate opportunities for you? And you think intuitively, you think the answer is going to be your close network. Mm. And actually, what this theory predicts is it, that's wrong. That actually, it's going to be the distant network that's more likely to generate opportunities for you. And there's a reason for that, which is your close network probably know more or less the same things that you know. They've probably got a similar sort of pattern of knowledge and intelligence. And it's people in the outer network who are themselves members of very different networks who are much more likely to bring in new information to you. Absolutely. Um, and I have to 100% agree with that, even for my sort of personal experiences. Mm. It's those sort of, you know, someone I might have met once um, gets in touch and says, oh, there's this opportunity. You know, we had a brief chat, but I think it, it, it would fit for you um, versus my close knit who, you know, we know the same people. So you don't have that sort of diversity yes. of connection, if that's the right way to, to say it. Yes. So that's the why do it. Finally, what about the how and how not to network? Well, let me take the how not to. I don't think of networking as something that primarily happens at events called networking events. Mm. And in fact, I've always found you know, things, you know, when you have a session of the conference called networking, mm. I've always found those sessions pretty sterile. Actually. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't yeah. quite know why. And some of my most effective networking has been when I wasn't really thinking of it as networking. I mean, I'll, I'll give you, a, if you like, quite an extreme example. But mm. I wrote a book about how to write textbooks. And at, at a conference, I put it on display. Mm. It's a conference in France. And there was a Japanese person who she wanted to buy the book. Mm. And when she opened her purse, she discovered she didn't have enough euros to buy mm. it. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I, let me just give you a free copy. But in return, I'd like you to do me a favour, which is when you get back to Japan, I'd just like you to tell other people about the book, mm. uh, which she did. And a, a year or two later, a couple of Japanese researchers came to London and, and they said, while we're in London, can we can we do an interview with you? Which they did. <laughs> and that led to the next thing, which was a little <laughs> while later, I was sitting at home working on my computer and I got this email and it said, dear Mr. Haynes, would you like to come on an expenses paid lecture trip to Japan? <laughs> to which the answer surprisingly was yeah okay yeah. If, you, yeah, if you force me to well yeah I think that actually is an example of networking but I wasn't really thinking of it as networking at the time absolutely it's so true and it's sort of if you say the least suspecting um, yes but uh, the theory of weak ties it, it resonates yes. in real life and and there's some valuable skills that one must have right when networking yes. Yes, I think so. And they're not necessarily the ones that people would expect me to list. Okay. Because um, as I said earlier, I don't think it's about having a sales patter or something like that. Mm. Um, I, I, I think there are three skills. Mm. I think displaying curiosity, mm-hmm. which I, I think happened when you and I happened to meet each other. And I think yeah. with the example of the Japanese researcher, again, I, I asked her some things about her, mm. her, her, her work. So I think be, displaying curiosity is, is, is a big one. Yeah. I think going along with that is asking people 
open-ended questions you know giving them an permission giving them license and an opportunity to talk about themselves and their views and their work and so on and then i think the third one is simply <laughs> the obvious one of actually listening to what they're saying <laughs> an active listening right <laughs> and, yes and and there's also just as you were mentioning those there's something about you know displaying curiosity but sincerity yeah and and being sincere yes. and genuine of you know, wanting to learn a bit more. Sometimes it's, you know, it could be somebody you're a fan of, but other times the, the, the person sitting next to you will have such a fascinating wealth of experience, fascinating journey, asking those open-ended questions yeah. to your other um, yes. tip is so valuable. Yes. Because you have no idea what that person next yes, to you indeed. is about. Um, others that come to mind for me as well include, you know, the power of a business card. I think that's a very underrated bit of technology and people <laughs> often regard it these days as a bit kind of old fashioned and formal. Yeah. Well, I mean, as we speak, I've got a box next to my desk with hundreds of business cards that I accumulate. And then every now and then I think I need to get some advice on something. And I think, oh, is that person I met, you know, a couple of years ago in Manchester or something yeah. and I, I rifle through and find their card now I also have people at conferences who say I haven't got a business card but can I write my name and my email address on on your napkin your paper napkin well I, I don't have a box with hundreds of na paper <laughs> napkins I just lose them absolutely not <laughs> that's so true I mean I have a full drawer um of business right. cards which I do enjoy um you know tidying up from time to time and then looking at who it is yes. uh, in yes. my network and remembering those great conversations um and the other the other area could even be you know email signatures i've used that in the past mm. you know detailing mm. you know some of definitely phone numbers but also you know if you've mm. won any awards um, yes just yeah. to give a little bit about yourself um using your email signature as a networking tool yes indeed and so finally, I mean, I know I've certainly reimagined sort of how I think about networking, because to your point as well, thinking about networking events as these sterile, for me, it, they often put pressure on me, I, yeah, I feel, yeah, and, and I do yeah. not enjoy going to them. But I absolutely will definitely engage in a conversation and take that opportunity to learn more about the people around me or somebody I haven't met before. Yes. So I'd say I'd like networking. I would just add one thing to that. So oh, sure. Talking specifically about events, which mm. is sending someone a positive email. I yes. mean, if you if you go to a conference session, let's say, and someone does a good presentation, well, good presentations are a bit rare anyway. <laughs> and um, it can be really nice to just send an email out to that person. So, by the way, I attended that yeah. presentation. And I found it really helpful. Thank you. And let me tell you what I liked about it. Now, the reason for doing that is not because that's good networking. The reason to do for doing that is it's a good thing to do. Yeah. But the email you sent is probably one that they are going to keep. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, so it does actually work as a piece of networking. Absolutely. You know, like, and I have to agree, you know, the simple sort of positive feedback or just you know thank you thank you emails mm. absolutely all righty well thank you i think i'm ready to go network now Anthony. <laughs> great stuff um, and i'm not going to shy away from that word and so just before we finish up so you are 
Communications Director of FJ Wilson Talent Services. What does the yes. company offer? Well, we offer recruitment services, not in, in a general way, in a specialist way. So the market we serve are clients who are membership bodies or learning providers or awarding bodies. Mm. And we also don't cover the whole spectrum of roles. We deal with professional roles from mid-level up to senior level. A lot of the roles we deal with uh, have job titles like, um, you know, uh, head of or director of that type of job. And where can listeners go to find out a bit more? Very simple. If you go to our website, which is simply fjwilson.com. And the phone number is displayed there, but I'll, I'll give the phone number as well. It's 0203-195-3600. Great. Thank you, Anthony. And thank you to our listeners. And please do join us for the next episode of Recruitment in the Modern World. The music for this episode comes courtesy of the composer Harry Chalmers. Thank you.